What's going on, everyone? It's Brent again, back with another episode of Listen, Watch, Discuss, the podcast where I review TV shows, movies, music, and look at what's new in the entertainment industry. Uh, Tonight, I'm going to be reviewing uh, the Halloween specials of regular show, the Terror Tales of the Park series, and ranking them based on uh, which one I like the most. Enjoy. So, for those of you who don't know, Regular Show was a Cartoon Network uh, original series that aired from uh, September of 2010 to January of 2017. It ran over 200 episodes and lasted for eight seasons. Um, And every year, they always had a Halloween special that aired um, every October, uh for every season, except for the first two seasons, because the first season aired, um, well, I mean, it aired from September to November, so they could have done a Halloween special, but they, they didn't, but, uh, but yeah, it aired in the tail end of 2010, and then, uh, season two picked up, like, literally a week after, uh, season one ended, and ran until, like, August of 2011, um, but yeah, and then season three premiered shortly after. So uh, every season, minus the first two seasons, has a yearly Halloween special. And uh, I am going to be reviewing the first three in this episode. That's right, this is a two-parter. This will be the first part, and then next Saturday, uh, uh, this this Saturday I'll review, this is the first part, I'll review the first three today. And then next Saturday I'll review uh, four, five, and six, the final three um, on Saturday's episode, so, uh, so look out for that one, uh, so the, um, the first one, uh, oh yeah, and by the way, I should mention this, each episode is 22 minutes, and they all have three, well, one of them has four stories, but most of them have, um, three stories, the first two being, like, five, four or five minutes, and the last one being the longest, around, like, 10 or 11 minutes, uh, so, okay, with that out of the way, let's get on to reviewing the first uh, Halloween special from regular show, Terror Tales of the Park. Um, we start off with a cool Halloween-themed intro, by the way. I wanted to mention that. I loved the uh, like the organ playing. It sounds like the original regular show intro and the outro, like the theme that plays over the credits. And uh, I love the, the sound because it you know, it sounds spooky and creepy. It sounds Halloween themed with the organ and everything. So I liked that. Um, and I, and I always love listening to the Halloween theme song whenever I watch these episodes. <laughs> uh, so the first, so, uh, after the intro, we, uh, jump into Pops's story. Um, creepy doll. We don't know. Uh, and I also, um, we don't know that it's, um, a story when we start out, we just, it just cuts right to the front of the park house. Like we don't know that they're all telling stories. So it just seems like this is a, this is happening in, in real time, like in their, um, you know, during the day, during one of their normal days, um, which I thought was cool. But, um, we uh, cut to the front of the park house and Mordecai and Rigby are helping pops clean his room. And, uh, (laughs) Pops is like, oh, this is nice of you guys. I appreciate it. And he's like, I, I just, I don't know. I don't really know what to keep and what to throw away, you know? And Mordecai's like, yeah, well, but we'll be honest with you. You know, if, it, if it's cool, keep it. And if it's lame, throw it away. 
And as he says this, it cuts to the piles of what Mordecai and Rigby deem are cool and uncool. And literally the only thing they have in the cool pile is, is a pair of red sunglasses. And then everything else, like literally everything else Pops wants to throw away, uh, is in the uncool pile. Um, and then uh, Rigby uh, looks under the bed and exclaims, Oh yeah, last box. What's it gonna be? And they opens it. He opens it, and there's this creepy, dead eye doll <laughs> with like Victorian style clothing on. Uh, as, when he opens the box, and Mordecai and Rigby are disgusted by it and creeped out by it, but Pops is just his usual naive self, laughs it off. And he's like, "Hey, look who it is! <laughs> this is my old childhood friend Percy." And then um, he's like, "Mordecai and Rigby, this is cool, right?" And they're like. Uh, dude, no. And then Pop's like, well, no, but look, he, he is cool. He was the most sophisticated doll in his day. He's got like, he, he has over 200 phrases he can say. And he pulls the, uh, there's a little cord, a rip cord on the back of him. He pulls it and he says in a very creepy voice, he's like, the doll says, I'm going to draw on your face like that. And Pop's just laughs it off. Like, he's like, oh, this is funny. <laughs> and then Rigby says, no, that's, that's really creepy, Pop's. And, um, and it takes some talking at, to at first, it, t- it takes some convincing, but they convince Pops, he's like, no, Pops, you're a grown man, it's not cool to play with dolls. And Pops is like, okay, I'll, out with the old and in with the new, eh? Uh, so then we cut to the next day, and Pops is swinging in the, on a swing set in the park. Mordecai and Rigby come up to him, uh, attempting to get him to come with them to throw rocks at a hornet's nest, <laughs> which... Is not one of their smartest, best ideas, and um, he uh, and then he turns around and he has a bunch of marker ink on his face, like you know, so like someone drew on his face, and they're like, "Why'd you draw on your face, pops?" And he's like, "I I didn't. Percy did." And they're like, "Dude, we had this conversation yesterday. You can't play with dolls now. You're a grown man, and plus Percy isn't even alive. You know, you drew that on your face." And so he hands Percy to him. He's like, you're right. He hands it to him. And Mordecai's like, don't worry, Pops. We'll take good care of him. And then proceeds to throw him in the trash. <laughs> so then we cut later to that day. Mordecai and Rigby are playing games, video games. And they hear, like, loud slamming and uh, smashing noise. They just hear loud commotion coming up from Pops' room. And they're like, we should probably go check that out. And the door's locked. And um, they decide to... Uh, you know, they're like, oh, it's locked. And they look inside, and uh, they hear Pops talking to someone. Mordecai looks through the peephole, like the little hole in the door, uh, the keyhole in the doorknob. And he sees Pops having a tea party with Percy. Pops is like, here, Percy, have some tea. And <laughs> Percy just slaps the tea. Like, it turns out he's alive. He slaps the tea out of Pops' hand. And he's like, have some tea. What's wrong with you? And he flips the table over. And he's like, I don't want your tea. I want to draw on your face. And then he grabs a marker and undoes the lid. And Pops is, like, wincing and cowering at him. and Or not wincing. Yeah, he's cowering. And Mordecai's like, dude, we got to help him. And he, he busts open the door after, like, three to- uh, three attempts to get in. And uh, they attempt to stop him, but then he proceeds to jump on Rigby's face and tries to <laughs> mark on his face before Mordecai hits him in the... I think it's with a shovel. He he knocks him off Rigby with a shovel, and he hits the wall. He gets up, his eyes are glowing red, and he's like, You're all gonna get drawn on! And then he, 
he runs out of the room with his like arms flapping in the wind. It's, it's hilarious. Uh, and then they ask Pops if he's okay. He's like, I'm, I'm fine. And Rigby's like, what are we going to do about this? And Mordecai's like, we got to stop him. And so they go down to the basement and of course it's all like creepy and undone and like moldy and cobwebs everywhere and it's dark and <laughs> the furnace is lit up. Um, they go down with a baseball bat and, or Mordecai's got a baseball bat. He's leading the group and Percy's like, you know, taking cover behind some boxes. He's creeping up on him and, um, he takes a shovel from, he, he sneaks up behind him and takes a shovel and hits both Mordecai and Rigby in the back of the head and demands that Pops, uh, grab the marker so he can draw on their face and Pops using the lesson that he, um, learned from Mordecai and Rigby earlier says it's not cool for a grown man to have dolls and Percy's like no give me the marker and and they both start running towards each other and Pops proceeds to kick him into the furnace where he burns alive screaming no and then Mordecai and Rigby get up and Pops is like hey are you two okay and and they're like yeah we're fine and and then everything seems fine but then Percy jumps out from from the fireplace or from the furnace and lunges at them screaming and they scream but then it but then he eventually then he falls as soon as he does that he falls down onto one knee and then falls over and and proceeds to die and then Mordecai it ends with Mordecai saying see pops we told you dolls aren't cool and then we cut to pops in the living room saying the end at which point is this is when we find out that this Halloween special was um was in fact, or at least the, this first five minutes of it, was a story told by one of the characters, which we don't, which is cool because when the commercial for this episode first aired, you didn't really get that impression. You know, it just seemed like a bunch of weird, creepy, supernatural stuff was happening. Uh, you know, Halloween related stuff was happening to the park game, and you didn't know what, you know, but it, it looked like they were probably all, it, it was all connected. And in a sense, they're, these are all connected because they're all stories told by the characters, but they're each their own individual stories. But, um, so I thought that was cool when that reveal came up that, Oh, this is a story. Okay. Uh, so yeah. So Mordecai Rigby skips muscle man and high five ghost are all sitting in the living room. And <laughs> Mordecai's like, uh, I, I guess that was kind of scary. And muscle man's like, nah, this is lame. I, I thought you guys said these were going to be really scary stories. And then he leaves. He's like, come on fives. Let's bail. Uh, leading Mordecai to, uh, asking Pops if they can stop inviting them to stuff. Uh, and then we cut to Muscle Man's story, uh, Crash Pit. Uh, I think, or no, Death Metal Crash Pit, my bad. <laughs> uh, so, and also we don't know, it seems like this is part of the episode too, like he just leaves and then this is, you know, happening in real time, but no, this is actually another story. So, yeah, this is Muscle Man's story. Uh, so, they're, uh, they're walking back to their RV and uh, there's a deep fog surrounding them. Muscle Man trips on a rock, and he proceeds. He's like, he proceeds to pick it up. He's like, "What is this even doing here?" And then he throws the rock, and it hits. He thinks it hits their trailer, and he runs into the into the fog, and he just sees just this really rundown trailer with like, you know, just uh, with like moss and a branch like the from a tree that's fallen on it. He's like, wait, this isn't our trailer. It's just a big pile of car barf. <laughs> and then he gets the idea. He he, asks, he turns to High Five Ghost. He's like, uh, 
are you thinking what I'm thinking? And then High Fives is like, Crash Pit. <laughs> I, I can't really do his voice. It's too high. But he's like, Crash Pit. And then he's like, Crash Pit. And then it cuts to like a, a few weeks earlier to when uh, Muscle Man and High Five Ghost. Apparently, this is like a tradition for them. They they have like all their friends. Uh, they have a, a, just a whole bunch of people gather around this big pit in the middle of the park. Or in one section of the park. And they just crash old cars into it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and you know and then they um like like muscle man gets in he puts a block on it uh, on the gas and then they just run it into on a, off a ramp and then it falls into the pit and it, there's this huge huge explosion and apparently it turns a crowd because there were like at least a hundred people that it looked like based on that crowd shot but um and then muscle man's like oh yeah we got to do this it would be unpatriotic not to and uh, they open the door. There's some f- weird green, mysterious fog that comes out. Or no, it's just a white... No, it's white fog. This weird white fog that blows out. And High Five Ghost is like, what's that? Most of like, ah, it's probably the wind. Um, so then they get it set up. Or they, they uh, start the RV. And Muscle Man calls his friend Scotty and says, hey, we just found an RV. It's going in the crash pit. And Sc- <laughs> Scotty's just sitting in his... Um, sitting in his uh, sofa chair or uh, recliner looking at his laptop he's like yeah man i'll go find some people <laughs> and uh and then they proceed to um drive it to the crash pit but the radio starts messing up the windshield wipers are are going back and forth and and Muscleman's like oh, what's going on you know and then there's this green fog that comes out of the air vents and proceeds to uh, transform into these three ghosts, like these punk rock emo rock and roll ghosts, and uh, Muscle Man and and it grabs the um, and two of the two of the guys grab Muscle Man and High Five Ghost, and Muscle Man's like, uh, "What are you? Who are you guys?" And the leader's like, in an Australian accent, he's like, "We're Skull Punch, and you're the pudgy green geezer that's trying to steal our caravan like that." <laughs> It's kind of like a real, like, re- like a really deep Australian accent, like really kind of like a gargly voice, you know, and, um, and Muscle Man's like, no, we weren't going to steal it. We were going to drive it into the crash pit. And I love how he says that, like, that's any better. <laughs> like that's, yeah, it's like, that's better than stealing it, right? Just crashing it and destroying it entirely. Um, so, but then the, the leader of the band proceeds to, he's like, you know what? You want to crash our band's final resting place? Okay, we'll give you a front row seat. And then he proceeds to slam on the gas as they all laugh and, and you know, head to the crash pit. Um, Muscle Man headbutts the one who's holding him. Who's uh, holding him. He says, of course, a traditional my mom joke for Muscle Man. He's like, you know who Elks likes to get headbutted in the face? My mom. And then he uh, headbutts him. And kicks him, and then he tries to get high five ghost, but the one who's holding uh, fives punches him for, with the back of his hand, and then he just ends up getting caught by the same guy he had butted. <laughs> so it's like that was all pointless. Uh, so Muscle Man attempts to plead for his and high five ghost's life. He's like, "Hey, look, we won't bother you guys again if you just let us go." And uh, he, uh, the leader, refuses, and the crowd's already at the crash pit, and they're about to to go into the pit, and. Uh, <laughs> And Muscle Man's like, no, okay, look, you can't because you can't crash this yet because we always play a show first. And if we don't, everybody's going to think we're lame. And then and that gets his attention. He stops the van literally right at the edge of the pit and proceeds to get out his drums and amps. And the and uh, his band starts playing. They're like, well, we wouldn't want to think we're lame, would we? And they start playing this song, and it's a really crappy song. 
<laughs> like it just sucks so bad. And the crowd, like not too far into their performance, the crowd starts booing and throwing stuff at them. And Muscle Man's banging on the uh, door of the RV like, Help, this music sucks. And he's squealing. Like, I love how oh, he squeals. He squeals like a dying pig. He starts squealing. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't do it as good as I used to. But but uh, I always die laughing <laughs> whenever he does that stupid squeal. <laughs> but anyway, he, uh, so he, he tries to op- unlock the door, but the, the lock breaks off from the car. And then the, he he realizes the windows can't open. So, the, of course, the next logical conclusion, there's a concrete block in the RV. So, of course, he throws it onto the, the gas pedal, causing uh, the RV and everyone and the band to fall into the crash pit. So they the ghosts die. The RV hits the ground in the pit or hits the bottom of the pit and it causes an explosion and casts like a wave of fire over the crowd, killing them. And um, and then we see High Five Ghost and Muscle Man. Um, um, we see we see them rise above the pit, and Muscle Man's like, "Finally, I never thought it was gonna end." And then he looks, he's like, "Oh wait, am I dead?" And then Five is like, "Yeah." And then he's like, "Oh man," he's like, and then he's like, "Best crash pit ever." And then they high five, and then Muscle Man proceeds to finish his story, and then he's like, "No, that's how you tell a story." And, um, and Rigby pr- proceeds to say, no, dude, that, that, that sucked. What are you talking about? And Muscleman's like, oh, you think you can do better? And they eggs him on and then, um, and then cut to commercial and then you come back and, uh, we have the final story for the first one, which is Rigby's story titled In the House. Um, and this one starts off with Mordecai tricking a woman into giving him candy because she thinks he has children, like he has these balloons uh, tied to him, and he has ghost sheets on him, and uh, he has like a tape recorder with like kids saying "trick or treat, happy Halloween," you know, like just random, random, you know, stuff a kid would say at Halloween, and um, and it he is getting a better uh, turnout with candy than Rigby because Rigby just keeps jumping out of bushes. He's dressed as an old timey robber, and he keeps jumping out of bushes and scaring the crap out of everyone. <laughs> So obviously he's not getting that much candy. Um, I also love, by the way, that Rigby's costume uh, was a um, was a burglar because you know people say people often tend to refer to raccoons as nature's burglars because they have the black you know fur patch over their eyes and you know they steal crap out of people's garbages and stuff. Um, so yeah, I thought that was funny. Uh, so Mordecai and Rigby are like, man. Uh, Mordecai's like, you should have committed to dressing up as a dad like me because you would have got five times the candy. And um, and Rigby's like, well, what's the point of dressing up if you're not going to dress up to look cool? And Mordecai's like, dude, it's to get candy. And um, and then they're like, well, and Mordecai's like, I, I think I'm going to turn in. And Rigby's like, no, just let's get one more house. And, uh, and of course, the house that they end up stopping by is this really old, creepy, dimly lit house. <laughs> And Rigby's like, okay, I'm going to go get some candy from this guy. And he knocks on the door, and uh, but no one answers. He knocks again louder and says, come on, man, trick or treat. And then uh, the guy turns off his porch light, and Rigby runs back. He's like, did you see that? And um, Mordecai's like, yeah, they're not home. And Rigby's like, no, they're home. They just don't want to give me any candy. And then he um, decides to egg the house, and a cop comes by, 
And the cop's like, hey, you better not be egging houses because that's, cause that's illegal. And Rigby's like, no, I was just having a snack. And the cop's like, you're having raw eggs for a snack on Halloween? And he's like, yeah. And then he takes one of the eggs out and eats it. He's all with like a grimace on his face. And Mordecai's like, I, I can't watch this. And then cop's like, and then the cop leaves, before, but not before saying, I don't understand kids these days. Um, so Rigby, um, thinking the guy who denied him candy has to pay because he ate a raw egg, which wasn't his fault, you know, but <laughs> that's Rigby's logic for you. Uh, eggs his house like seven or eight times and then decides and then, and then proceeds to, uh, or tries to leave with Mordecai. But the wind starts blowing like crazy. The door opens and there's this really old wizard floating like just above the ground. And he like flies straight at Rigby. And, uh, he, he points at him with his like lone old, uh, old hands and like he's got like these really long fingernails he's like you you're going to pay for that it, I don't know why I gave him a British accent but uh <laughs> but uh, he, he like rips a piece of skin off Rigby's cheek and there's lightning flashing and the, and they scream uh, Mordecai and Rigby scream and uh and then it cuts to uh the next day and he's telling Benson and skips the story and they're like yeah we don't believe you uh, and Mordecai's like hey okay let's let's eat some of our candy let's calm down but Rigby keeps seeing the wizard and, um, and he keeps freaking out a little bit more and more. And, uh, and Rig- Mordecai's like, no, but if the wizard was going to get you, you'd be dead by now. And, uh, and then Rigby starts having these pains in his chest and stomach and out from his chest emerges, a uh, not a license plate, uh, a house number plate. And, um, and it's like, and he keeps trying to pull it off. And he's screaming. He's like, "It won't come off!" And then, and then, it, um, a doorknob appear like slowly emerges out of his um, stomach. And Mordecai's like, "Oh, that wizard put a curse on you!" And then Rigby's like, "I'm not going to apologize to him, though." And then his his tail turns into a chimney. <laughs> it looks like bricks and everything, and there's like a hole at the top. And he's like, "Okay, I'll I'll apologize." And they begin running out of the house towards the wizard's house, but uh, Rigby has inflated into a giant blob and he can't move. So Mordecai's like, you know what? I'll go apologize. You stay there. <laughs> I'm going to go find the wizard and apologize. Uh, so he goes to his house, knocks on the door, attempts to apologize, but gets scared. And no one answers. And then he notices some movement from the curtains by the window. And the cat, uh, the, the wizard's cat jumps out or, you know, from the, or not jumps out the window, but jumps up to the window and, you know, uh, hisses and, and, uh, and it scares Mordecai and knocks him off the ground. Uh, he gets a call from Skips on his walkie-talkie saying, you better come back to the house. We've got a situation. And he, he shows up, and Rigby has now fully transformed into a house with his head sitting just on top of the edge of the front of the roof. <laughs> and so they go inside. They're like, this is kind of weird. And Mordecai's like, well, it's not so bad. I mean, it's nicer than anything you could ever afford. <laughs> Which I thought was pretty funny. Um, and then the wizard, uh, proceeds to call Rigby from the telephone inside his house or inside him, I guess. <laughs> and, um, he puts it on, uh, skips, puts it on speaker and the wizard taunts him saying, I hope, um, I hope you've learned your lesson because it's not over yet. You're going to pay. I told you you would. And Benson proceeds to scowl at him. He's like, look, I don't know who this is, but you better change him back right now. And the wizard's hands reach out through the phone and begin to choke Benson but the, but thankfully they pull it pull him away before they can he can kill him, and he's like okay you're not going to interrupt me and get away with it now you're all going to pay, uh, and he laughs evilly and skips t- uh, tears the phone out of the wall, and um, and then we cut to later that night 
Uh, everyone has their own weapon, and they're all looking out from different areas of the house. Um, and uh, <laughs> Muscle Man's walking across the porch uh, with a shotgun, and um, which I thought was funny. And he, uh, and then the there's a black car that pulls up to the house, and the door opens, and Muscle Man proceeds to um, threaten him. He's like, "Hey, change rig, be back, and get out of here, or else." And the wizard, the wind's blowing, and the wizard's like he's he can turn invisible, so he's like whispering in the wind, and uh, he taunts Muscle Man. He's like, "What's the matter, Mitch? Don't have any clever jokes about your mommy?" And then he starts shooting around him because he can't see where he is, and he's like, "Don't talk about my mom, dude." And then, um, but then the wizard trips him and drags him into the woods, and and you just hear three faint gunshots going off, and um, everyone's panicking. They're like, "What do we do?" And, um, and then Muscle Man, you hear this, these three loud knocks on the door, and the door slowly creaks open, like, like that, and, um, and he's standing there skinned, like the wizard skinned him alive, and, uh, he's like, I told you I was ripped, and then he falls over and dies, <laughs> causing everyone to scream, and the phone that was disconnected, the pull you know, destroyed, pulled out of the wall somehow, rings, Fives goes to answer it, and he's like, hello, and the wizard's like, goodbye, and he drags him, he sucks him into the phone, and then he, uh, Fives shoots out of the phone as, like, a, as liquid, and right before he dies, he says, worst phone call ever, like that, and Mordecai gets knocked across the bookshelf, and so they're already starting, the numbers are starting to, to, uh, dwindle down <laughs> rather quickly. Uh, Skips is thrown up into the fire, like launched up into the fireplace, and the and the wizard lights the fire and burns him alive. Uh, he fl- he finds Benson hiding in the bathroom and flushes him down the toilet, <laughs> and as he does, his gumballs because he's a gumball machine, he ri- rise up with the water, which I thought was pretty funny. Uh, he finds Pops. He he throws him up onto the ceiling drags him across the room, throws him into a cabinet, locks it, and then just has it vanish. Uh, so everyone's dead except Mordecai, but he wakes up, because he got knocked out, he wakes up and tells Rigby he'll always be there for him before the wind, uh, before he gets decapitated uh, by the by the wizard. And uh, he's like, oh, this is what it's like to be as tall as Rigby. <laughs> and then he dies. And Rigby cries out to the wizard. He's like, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have egged your house. The wizard shows up. He's like, I told you you'd pay. And then Rigby's like, okay, fine. Do whatever you're going to do. Just get it over with. And then he opens a box. He starts laughing. And then Rigby screams. And then we, it zooms out. And it, the wizard's throwing eggs at him. <laughs> and he's like, how do you like it? And then Rigby's like, you did all that. You turned me into a house and killed my friends just to throw eggs at me. That's it? And then he's like, yep, that's it. And then he he has like a giant egg levitating over Rigby, and he cracks it open. Rigby screams, and the yolk, and you see the yolk cover him, and then you see the it, him slowly start to disappear, like he drowned in the yolk and he just vanished. And then and then that it cuts to back to the living room, and Rigby's like the end, and everyone's there. Benson showed up too, and everyone's just looking like, what the heck was that? <laughs> that was that was some freaky shit right there. And Muscle Man, because he's he's a jerk, says, "That that that was a weak story, Rigby. <laughs> what what? Just some old guy turns you into a house. Our story was way better." 
And then it ends with Rigby saying, oh, that's not it. He transforms into the wizard. Everyone screams. He jumps at the screen. And the episode ends with him saying, happy Halloween. And, um, and yeah, so that was a good one. Uh, I really love this episode. I loved it, too, because when it first came out, um, I wasn't really allowed to watch it. Uh, like, my dad didn't want me to watch it because he thought it would be too violent. So I ended up just watching the episode. I ended up just locking my room or locking the door to my room and watching it anyway because because I really wanted to see it. Like, it looked really freaky and cool and funny. And, it, I mean, it looked like a good Halloween special. And I, and I love Halloween. It's probably, like, my second favorite holiday after Christmas. Um, so, of course, I was, I was going to watch it. Uh, I was like, I'll just watch. It's fine, you know. And, uh, but yeah, I, I just, I have a lot of memories associated with that episode and it was a great episode. And I think out of the three stories, if I had to rank them, it would go Rigby's story first, then Muscle Man's and then Pops, Pops's. And, uh, so obviously it was a save the best for last scenario because in my opinion, the stories kept getting better as they went along. Uh, okay. So going on to the next, uh, episode we have terror tales of the park two um this was uh oh yeah i guess i forgot to mention uh terror tales of the park one was a season three episode it aired october 10th 2011 okay there we go uh so terror tales of the park two is a season four episode it aired the following year october 15th 2012 and uh we start off um the segues into the stories uh for this time, we start off with uh, the gang in full costume. Each one has a different costume. And they're driving in Skip's van to a Halloween party. And um, they're like, Mordecai's like, well, uh, everyone's like, what can we do to pass the time? Mordecai's like, I know. How about some scary stories? And Rigby's like, yeah, yeah. And Vincent's like, no, Pops can't handle it. He's he's afraid. He's afraid of scary stuff. And Pops is like, no, I'll be fine. And Vincent's like, okay, but if he gets scared, you two are in trouble. And um, and Mordecai proceeds to start off the um, the uh, tales of this episode with his story, uh, Payback. So basically, we start off with Mordecai Rigby, Muscle Man, Fives, and Mordecai's Uncle Steve at the bowling alley, Stardust Lanes. And um, everyone's getting mad at Mordecai because he's won the last three games in a row. And, um, Uncle Steve is like, um, or he's like, uh, he, he, oh, okay, well, Mordecai convinces everyone to stay and play one more game because they're like, he, he, you know, he's like, are you guys too afraid to lose? And so he kind of coaxes them back into playing one more game. And Uncle Steve's like, I, you know, Morty, I would play a game with you, but I'm kind of low on fundage. This tie wasn't cheap, you know, and he, he's got like a bowling alley tie and it, that lights up. <laughs> And it's like, yeah, maybe it's because you spend your money on crap like that. That's why you're low on fundage. <laughs> but he looks like a guy who would be low on money because he's got like this long, raggedy brown hair. He's unshaven. Or he's got like stubble. His shirt's like stained and everything. <laughs> but uh, but uh, but he pays. Um, but Mordecai's like, no, it's fine. I know you're good for it. And Uncle Steve's like, okay, I'll pay you back. I promise. And Mordecai's all excited. He does the Michael Jackson dance. He's like, hee, hee, hee. And he moonwalks. And he bumps into Steve. His tie gets caught in the bowling ball return machine. And it uh, and it drags him into it. He screams. And then it cuts to a wood chipper. 
<laughs> implying that like the bowling alley, the bowling ball return machine chopped him up. And, um, and then, and we, and we, uh, zoom out and we find out that we're, it's at a f- his funeral and, uh, Mordecai and Rigby are standing there in their tuxes and they, they put some flowers in his grave and, uh, Mordecai's like, man, I can't believe he's gone. I, I feel so bad. If I hadn't pressured everyone into playing this extra game or that extra game, my uncle would still be alive. And Rigby's like, well, it's fine. Life just does its thing, you know? If I were you, I'd be more upset about losing the five bucks. And Mordecai obviously proceeds to punch him because that's kind of a jerk thing to say, rude thing to say <laughs> to someone who just lost a relative. Um, and uh, he's like, no, not cool, dude. Uh, and then we cut to later that night. Mordecai ha- is having a nightmare because he's racked with guilt over what he did. And he wakes up in a, in a sweat and he sees uh, his uncle C- Steve sitting at the end of the bed with glowing green eyes looking pissed at him. And he wakes up, or he, he goes to the bathroom, washes his face. He still keeps seeing him. He's like, no, this is just, you're riddled with guilt. Stop. You're not, he's not actually back from the dead. And But no, it turns out he actually is back from the dead because Mordecai runs down the hallway after, you know, repeatedly seeing him. And he, and he yells at Rigby. He's like, I can't stop seeing my dead uncle. And Rigby's like, I can't either. And then he chases, the, uh, and then Steve chases him out of the house, and Rigby's like, "I thought your uncle was dead. What, why is he chasing us?" And Mordecai's like, "Well, he what, he is dead," and uh, they he chases him all the way to his grave back at the cemetery, and uh, and he's lo- looming over them, and he's growling, and then he ends up. Uh, what happens is he ends up um, saying, "He's like, hey, Mordecai, I almost forgot. Here you go," and he gives him his five bucks that he promised. <laughs> And he's like, oh, okay, thanks, Uncle Steve. And then uh, he, I love how he just literally rose back from the dead to fulfill his promise to, to his nephew. <laughs> so so then Steve's like, hey, uh, this ain't no problem. You take care now. And then he growls. He's like, like a zombie. And he digs back into his grave and goes back to sleep. And then we cut back to the van. <laughs> and uh, Benson's like, what's wrong with you? Look at Pops. And Pops is obvious. Is, He's obviously terrified. He's shaking in his seat. And uh, and then Mordecai gets a call from Margaret, which just scares him even further, and Rigby's having to <laughs> calm him down. Uh, but Mordecai answers the call, and it's Margaret. And her and Eileen are already at the party, and she's like, hey, where are you guys at? And he's like, oh, well, we got a little lost. We'll be there shortly. And uh, she, he, tells him that, or he tells her that they're telling scary stories, and Margaret's like, hey, I've got a good one. Put me on speakerphone. And Benson, Benson's like, it better not be scary. And then she's like, no, it's funny, trust me. And uh, and then we start with her story, or we, we begin her story, Party Bus. So uh, it's uh, her, Eileen, Rigby, and Mordecai are going to a movie, but Benson and Skips are having to take the cart to patrol the park for anyone, any teenagers TPing the trees. So uh, Eileen is like, hey, no problem, I'll call a taxi. But then a bus called the Party Bus pops up, and there's this dude wearing purple sunglasses, and he's got his face is wrapped up like a mummy. He's wearing a tux with a bow tie, and he opens the door. He's like, "We'll take you where you need to go. Climb aboard the party bus and join the party." And so he he drives him to the um, he's driving him into town. Everyone's partying, uh, but they notice like there's these really old people on the bus, and everyone has white hair, and they they just assume it's with their costumes. But there's this one guy that they talk to. He he's he's clearly starting to age, and he's like, "How long?" They're like, "How long have you been here?" And he's like, "I've been here fifteen minutes." 
and then he and then he just his skin just like pulls away from his his like it just starts to decay and then there's just a skull left and then he collapses and turns into dust and then they realize that the bus is aging everyone including them so they attempt to and then everyone else dies and uh, collapses turns into dust and they're like we got to get off this bus and the driver won't open the door he won't he won't uh, put it in reverse so Mordecai throws him and he breaks into like it turns out he was a skeleton and he um he's just laughing it off he just breaks into like five six different pieces and um and then uh the brakes don't work and the emergency brake breaks when Mordecai tries to pull it so he just decides to put it in reverse and um and it works but then it proceeds to age them to uh little kids and then they decide to get out through the emergency hatch and by the time they climb up to the hatch they're babies and and the Mordecai's like no we gotta jump and they jump and they're falling as they're falling they're like hey we did it we got off the party bus and they go and they do the usual whoa cheer you know that they that slow their catchphrase Mordecai and Rigby do but then but it, they're still shrinking and they shrink and they just turn into dust they just vanish and then it ends and then Margaret's story ends with the uh, party bus driver cackling evilly as the bus still going backwards deteriorates and like breaks off into tiny little pieces and margaret ends the story with laughing and rigby's like uh was that supposed to be funny and margaret's like yeah it was it was it was a joke the party was killer get it and mordecai just has this stupid big stupid grin on his face and he turns over he turns to look at everyone. Everyone's pissed at him, and Pops is just shaking, continuing to tremble in his seat. And Margaret's like, "Mordecai, you okay?" And he's like, "Okay, no, I'll gotta go. I'll see you later." He hangs up, and Benson's like, "Okay, we're not having any more stories." And then Rigby's like, "Okay, well, Benson, if you didn't get us lost, we wouldn't be telling any stories." And Benson's like, "Don't make me make Skips turn this van around." And then Rigby shakes Skips' seat, and he's like, "Skips, don't." Don't make Benson make you turn this van around. And Skips takes his eyes off the road for a second. He looks back at Rigby. He's like, hey, knock it off. And then there's a semi-truck driving right in their path. And he, he gets out of the way, and it causes the van to spin. And uh, they end up having to call a tow truck because they crashed in off the side of the road into a tree. Um, and Benson asks the tow truck driver, can they take them to a party that they were going to because... Um, they don't have any other transportation to go in. And the tow truck driver's like, no problem, chief. And, uh, they go off into the main road and they're stuck in all this traffic. So, um, with a little, with a little prodding from everyone, the little, <laughs> you know, Benson decides, okay, we'll tell one more story, but I'm going to tell it. And, uh, his story, uh, is called Wallpaper Man. We start with Mordecai and Rigby getting berated by Benson because they drew a little crude drawing of them complaining that their jobs were like prison. Like Rigby's like, Oh, Hey, this job's a prison. And Mordecai's pointing up at a section of the wall. Uh, but the wallpaper's scratched off and it's just the, the wall. And he, he and Mordecai's saying, dude, I found a way out. <laughs> and they just laugh it off. And Rigby's like, how'd you know it was us? Uh, and then Benson's like, you know what? This wallpaper's discontinued just use this wallpaper. Just you have to re re wallpaper the entire house because this section is discontinued, and um, and you can't patch up that one spot you ripped off. Um, and th so they try to do it, but they find it's a little more complicated than they thought it would be. And uh, and all of a sudden the TV 
just appears in the hallway and turns on and it magically cuts to a commercial featuring Jan the Wallpaper Man and he brags about how he's saying he's like oh hey anytime you call me my, my your first job's free you know if you get me to wallpaper your house and in return I only ask that for your next job you call me first and and um and then the TV cuts off after the commercial and Muscle Man shows up and he's like why is there a TV in the hallway <laughs> and they ask him if he has ever ordered anything off TV or gotten advice from TV you know um you know, ordered anything or like called for anyone's services. And Muscle Man's like, yeah, especially if it's a local business. I once bought these replica hand grenades from an army guy and, um, and they turned out to be legit. And, uh, and he walks away and he's like, I'm telling you, local TV dudes always come through for you. <laughs> and, uh, so they call Jan and he looks around the house and he's like, are there, is there anyone else with you guys? And he's like, yeah, there's a bunch of people in and out of here. Should we clear them out? And, He's like, no, it's fine. I'll deal with them. And so they go they go upstairs to play video games. And we cut to three hours later. And um, and they go back and they go outside their room to find that he's wallpapered everything like with the black, black and white stripes. And they're like, man, this looks nice. Uh, but they hear Pop screaming. And then they run downstairs and they see he's wallpapering him to the wall. And he hisses at them and climb or Jan does. He hisses at them and climbs up the wall into another section of the the house. And um and then they run through this and then they uh get pops off the wall and they hear Benson screaming. So they decide to run through the house. But then when they when they run out through the living room, everything's just a wallpaper maze. Like nothing looks like the house anymore. And so after running through <laughs> the wall the the walls uh or after running through the hallways trying to find them they find out that they can just scratch the wallpaper off so they scratch it off and eventually find a cave where he's wrapped them all up to the ceiling in the wallpaper that he used including a delivery guy who was uh <laughs> who was braining muscle man some more of those uh vintage hand grenades um and then they they find the guy and Mordecai demands that he gets out of their house um, he's like, let him go, get out, and then get out of here. And then a giant spider leg bursts out of his chest while he has this like creepy looking smile on his face. And every time I see that, I always go, ooh, you know, because I I hate spiders. <laughs> but it's just it's all creepy because it it's kind of like that alien moment, you know, where the alien bursts out of the guy's chest. It just bursts out of his chest, and uh, he and his face, uh, his skin rips off, revealing a giant spider face. And then, um, and, and yeah, he, he transforms into a giant spider and wallpapers pops to the wall. They end up getting everyone out or, um, down from the ceiling, but not before muscle man is stabbed through the chest and eaten by the spider, but, uh, and skips, uh, breaks his ankles and pops breaks his arm. <laughs> but, uh, Benson, uh, takes all three of them and the delivery guy out through the cave, through the hole in the cave and he's like, you got, you two, Mordecai and Rigby, you need to stay back and fire the spider. Fire him. And and then he leaves. And uh, Rigby tries to fire him, but to no avail. And then Mordecai's like, no, dude, that was a metaphor. We need to destroy him. And um, they keep hucking rocks at him. And obviously that's not doing anything because he's a huge spider. Um, and then Mordecai realizes that Muscle Man's package, like he said, was expecting... Uh, he was expecting a package of grenades. So he runs over to uh, Rigby runs over to get the box and they open it, pull out all the pins. Uh, Jan grabs them and, um, 
and they throw the box into his mouth and he swallows it and they're like, whoa, and they're celebrating and Rigby's like, hey, wait a minute. How far away are we supposed to be before these things go off? And Mordecai's like, wait, what? And then we cut to the outside of the house. It blows up. Benson skips pops and the delivery guy got out. But Benson, uh, and they're all kind of like lying on the ground from the explosion. Uh, and Benson looks up and the house is just on fire. And then it cuts back to the van. And Benson's like, the end. And of course, everyone hates it. Or at least Mordecai and Rigby hate it. <laughs> and Rigby proceeds to... Uh, he's like, you know what? I'm going to tell another story about how that story was terrible. And him and Benson get into an argument and they're almost at the house, but they, they get into like a shove fight and Rigby shoves Benson into the, into the driver. It causes him to veer off course and he crashes into the tree that's in front of the house, uh, or in front of the house where the party is. Um, Margaret and Eileen and all the other party guests come out and ask if they're okay. They open the door to find out that they're all floating above the ground, like they're all dead and they're ghosts, um, and they're just ghosts now. Benson uh, yells at Rigby and tells him he's fired. To which Rigby slaps his hand out of his face, uh, slaps Benson's hand away from him, and says, "You can't fire me. I'm dead. Woo party!" And they all go inside. And Benson's like, "Why do I even try?" And Skips comes at, comes back out for a second. He's like, "Hey, you coming in?" And he's like, "Yeah, I guess." And they cut to. Um, and then it pans up to the to the sky as we see a fully uh, lit moon, and um, that was a good one. Uh, and I, I love the and I, it's funny too. I, there was a the ending of this episode was not what it was what it originally ended up being. The original ending for this episode was actually because uh, throughout the episode when we see the tow truck driver, we never see his eyes. There was a reason for that. Uh, it turns out that um, the original ending was supposed to be they were going to the party. It's like, oh, hey, look, we're here. And the tow truck driver was going to turn and look at him, and we we're going to see his eyes were like glowing portals. or There were either glowing portals or like black eyes. And they were uh, – well, no, actually, before that, they, they passed by their dead bodies on the side of the road, and the police and the doctors are covering their bodies up. And it turns out they'd already died from the car crash. And the tow truck driver is like the devil or a demon – taking their souls to the underworld and uh he goes like 100 miles an hour and a portal opens up he goes in it they and it ends with them all screaming and it zooms out and there's a jack-o'-lantern and it says happy halloween but the executives at cartoon network didn't want they thought that ending was too dark so they just went with them crashing into the tree and just them all being ghosts like they all died and that was it you know uh and i thought that was kind of funny that um you know, I was like, how d more dark and disturbing that f original ending was compared to the first one. But, uh, but anyway, so, um, I thought that was, that was an interesting thing. And I saw that it was like the storyboard animatic for it or the storyboard scene and the music that, that the, uh, person who uploaded it, um, the person who uploaded it, the music they chose just made the little, the scene even creepier. Uh, so anyway, um, we're running a little bit short on time. So, Oh yeah, and and Benson's story, the last story was once again the best in my opinion. Um and then the first one would be second, and the th second one would be my third favorite. Uh okay, so now with that out of the way, let's go to the final uh episode for for this week and then we'll get to the other 3 next week. Uh Terror Tales of the Park 3, this was a season 5 episode and it aired the follow again the following Halloween, October 21st, 2013. Um, let's see. 
it uh, we start off with uh, Benson being egged by these kids. He's dressed like Clint Eastwood. He's going around patrolling the park, and he um, he has to chase these hooligan kids. And there's a party going on in the house, a costume party. Everyone's dressed up. Thomas is uh, telling a story, and uh, everyone hates it. They throw cups at him and everything, and and uh, pops comes in. He's like, "Hey, what are we doing?" And it turns out that they're having a, a contest to see who can tell tell the uh, sorry I can't talk to see who can tell the scariest story and whoever can gets everyone's Halloween candy and whoever loses has to wear their costume until Thanksgiving and of course everyone thinks it's going to be Thomas because his his story you know so far was the worst uh, so Rigby decides to go first uh, his story is killer bed basically he. Uh, has saved up enough money to get a bed and he builds it with help from skips and he uh finds out that uh the company that he bought it from there was a shootout with an with a murderer and um the the guy fell off um a high rise or not a high rise but he fell off the uh um a railing on the um at the company and he fell into a machine and it manufactured him into a bed like he was in a shootout with the cops and it manufactured him into a bed. Uh, and he's watching a news report of it as it's happening. Or of, of the, the... Like he's watching the news report as he's laying on the bed. And then uh, the bed comes to life. Comes to life. And, it, and it's uh, the murderer, Johnny Allen Wrench. Uh, everyone goes upstairs wondering what the noise is. And, uh, you know, he's about to kill Rigby with an Allen Wrench. <laughs> and uh, Benson calms him down. He's like, hey, look, we can give you a job here. And that calms him down. He drops the wrench, lets Rigby go. And uh, Benson's like, you'll start tomorrow. And we cut to the next day. He's watering flowers. And then everyone just runs at him with axes and just chops him up. And uh, <laughs> and then Rigby, it ends with Benson saying, Rigby, you're getting all the promotions. And they high five and they, they it stops and they stop midair and they high five. And Muscleman's like, wait, did he just say Rigby was getting all the promote? And then it, it cuts him off. And then the end pops up on the screen. Uh, so everyone's like, yeah, that was good. And muscle man thinks he can do better. So we, uh, so he, he places his candy in the, in the middle of the table, in the middle of the living room. And his story jacked up jack-o'-lantern, uh, is, um, about, uh, him, High Five Ghost, Mordecai, and Rigby all smashing pumpkins because Benson told them to get rid of all the Halloween pumpkins. And uh, they end up driving into an abandoned pumpkin patch not too far away from the park, you know, within the park's vicinity. And there's a scarecrow, there's two pumpkin scarecrows, and a plaque in the middle that says, smash all you want, just leave these two pumpkin lovers alone. And they decide, you know what, we're just going to smash them. So they smash the, the pumpkin wife, and they go for the, the pumpkin husband, and, uh, but he grabs High Five Ghost and says, you're going to pay for that, you know, you'll reap what you've sown. And he turns High Five Ghost into a pumpkin and smashes him. And then he proceeds to go after the other three, and each time he smashes them, he collects their seeds and uh, has some crappy, kind of clever, kind of corny pun about <laughs> pumpkins and, and fall and Halloween. It's pretty funny. But uh, he, he gets Mordecai next, uh, and then he gets Rigby after Rigby tries, he, ch- he runs up, uh, the ladder of a barn, <clears throat> excuse me, and, uh, he j- tries to jump out, but he grabs him by his tail, and so the only one left is Muscle Man, and Muscle Man's like, look, just let me go, I didn't know the sign was serious, but, you know, he's not having any, any of it, and he, uh, the jack-o'-lantern, or the scarecrow grabs his face, 
and turns Muscle Man into a pumpkin and smashes him. And then he proceeds to grab his seeds. He stand, he, he throws them all out into the patch and then sits back or, you know, gets back up on his post. And it cuts to the next day and there are a bunch of people going to get pumpkins. And uh, they find out that he is... Uh, and they, they look around, the people trying to buy pumpkins... And they find out that all of the pumpkins are um, Muscle Man, High Five Ghost, Mordecai, and Rigby. Like, and they're just talking, and they're like, hey, no, you, you don't want that one. You want this one. They're trying to make sure they don't all get bought. And uh, <laughs> and then it ends with the Scarecrow laughing. And Muscle Man's like, hey, that was a good, uh, that was a good story. And then um, and then we cut, and then, uh, what else? Oh, yeah, and then, and then, you know, that was it. And everyone's like, well, yeah, it was okay. And then... We cut to Benson coming in, and then we cut to commercial. We cut to Benson coming back from uh, what he was doing, and um, he puts all the candy on the table once uh, Rigby challenges him to tell a story. And so we end once again with another story from Benson. This one is called The Previous Owner, and uh, he is warning, he warns everyone. It's, it's like a standard morning meeting. They're sitting on the porch talking about what they're going to do that day. But he explains that uh, 200 years ago, uh, there was um, a witch named Jebediah Townhouse, or a guy named Jebediah, Jebediah Townhouse, who talked in eighty talked and did everything 80s related. He had talked in 80s slain, he wore 80s looking clothes, and because of this, everyone in town thought he was a witch. So they tried to kill him, but he's like, you know what, I'm going to come back in 200 years, and everyone's going to be talking like me. And the pilgrims, and, and everyone's like, but we're all going to be gone when you come back by then. And he's like, okay, well, I'll just kill whoever's in my house. And so he fused his soul into the house, and apparently tonight is the night he comes back. So Benson warns everyone to leave. He's like, I'm going to leave. You guys probably should too. But Rigby's like, hey, we can make this into a fun bet. We, what if we all stay tonight at the house and see who can last the longest? And whoever can, we, uh, we're gonna, we'll all pull in, pull in like 20 bucks and whoever stays the longest keeps all the money. So Skips leaves. He doesn't want any part of it. And uh, Mordecai Rigby Pops, Muscle Man, and High Five Ghost attempt to uh, stay out through the night. Or stay through the night. Pops is scared all night through. Uh, Muscle Man and High Five Ghost, they're all playing a board game. And they decide to go, the two of them decide to go get some frozen burritos from the fridge. Uh, but then <laughs> but then Jebediah morphs into the stove and... Uh, begins speaking 80 slang to him and muscle man's like you're a couple decades too late with that and he uh spits fire at them and burns them alive and mordecai's like what's going on in the kitchen and he goes in the stove opens and muscle man and high five ghosts face are on the brownies and he uh cooked them and burned them into brownies uh and so they they're like well maybe we can just stick it out we'll be okay um but jebediah morphs into the table he chases him and they decide to run upstairs, uh, but um, but as he's doing that, the um, the stairs morph into uh, teeth and a tongue, and pop and Mordecai and Rigby grab the um, the top of the stairs, but Pop slides down into Jebediah's mouth, and uh, and he continues chasing Mordecai and Rigby throughout the um, the house, and they're like, we shouldn't have made this bet, we're gonna die, <laughs> and um, he just keeps like annoying them and with all the 80s slain he's spitting he's like he's like 100 bucks that's major moolah since you don't want it can i just have it and you know like 
and he's running through the hall at the, at the top of the st- um at the top of the stairs. He's running through the hall chasing him. He's like, "Hey, you dummies need a hall pass, you know." And why are you all up in my grill? And you know, he's, he's just saying all this stuff that like even eighties people they probably never said that, but it's like generic what eighties slang, like what people might have said, probably said in the eighties, but not that many people said it. Uh, but you know, it's like cliche eighties catchphrases and stuff. Uh, so Mordecai and Rigby, but they, they go through the attic, they make their way up to the roof and they decide, you know what, this isn't worth it. We're, we're just going to jump. Maybe we can make it. So they jump off. Uh, Jebediah's head is morphed into the top of the roof at this point, or part of the, part of the roof. And, uh, they jump off his head and they think they made it only for his hand to come out from the bottom of the house, grab them, pick them up and, and eat them. And, um, and then we cut back and, uh, much to everyone's surprise, <laughs> uh, everyone loves Benson's story and Benson wins all the candy and Benson's like, well, I'm glad you like that story, everyone, because it's all true. And everyone's like, wait, what? It's true. And Benson's like, yep. And, um, and Mordecai's like, I think he's messing with us, but he keeps, he keeps trying, Benson keeps trying to, um, prove that he's, what he's saying is true. And Pops gets a call from his dad, Mr. Maylard, and he's like, uh, guys, uh, Benson's not lying. There really was a Jebediah townhouse and everyone freaks out. Mordecai's like, when is he supposed to show up then? And Benson's like, he checks his watch. He's like, well, I, I don't know. My watch is a little fast. He should have been here a few minutes ago. And he shows up, he, he morphs out from a table where muscle man's friend Scotty's eating at. And he, he just, his face morphs up from the table and he grabs Scotty and eats him alive. And he's like, I didn't just crash you a potty, did I? And then, uh, the house, uh, his arms and legs spout out from the, or, gr- uh, grow out from the bottom of the house and his head pops up from the top of the house and he just, he picks himself up and he, he does these like cliche eighties dance moves and he, he does a roundhouse kick and he's like, Jebediah townhouse hit you with the roundhouse. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. Happy Halloween boys. <laughs> and then it cuts to black. Um, so yeah, I and again, I know I've said this for the last two, but I th- honestly think that the last story was the best one. And then probably the it would probably go last story best, second story, second and then first story least favorite, you know. Third if I had to pick, you know. Um but if I had to rank these three first, uh just ranking these three, not just the, the stories which I already did, but each three specials, if I had to rank each three of them, I'd probably rank It'd probably go, the first one was my favorite. Um, the third one was my second favorite. And the second one is my third favorite. Uh, now, of course, this may change by next week when I uh, watch the uh, the final three. Um, but it may not. It may, it may not. Who knows? We'll have to wait and see. But um, thank you for joining me on tonight's episode. I know it was a little longer than usual. I just had a lot to say. And... Um, but yeah, I hope you enjoyed it, and uh, stick around for uh, next Saturday when I post part two of the of my uh, ranking the regular show Halloween specials uh, review. So stick around for part two next week. Uh, take care, and I'll see you next Friday. Have a good one.